On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. again episode 903 of the tall can audio podcast matt robinson and rob christie in the studio here in uh beautiful Bytown, canada we're off and running once more uh look i gotta be honest right up front that uh i've been getting all kinds of messages over the last 24 48 hours i guess i've oversold myself there will be no full gear all elite wrestling talk on this podcast didn't watch it didn't see it (laughs) Uh, blew my pay-per-view wad on the last two weekends in the UFC. So if you're here for that, telling you right up front, it's a no-go. Rob, what are you saying today, man? I assume you also did not check out uh-huh. AEW's full gear on Saturday night. First of all, loving the salads in the intro. Yes. That is, uh, that's got a nice throwback feel to it. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings broadcaster who's going, oh, wow. <laughs> to me, I always, wow. Yeah, I always picture a bit of a Maddie Lang. I'm not sure if that guy's related to him. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but um, that's an excited Maddie Lang is what that sounds like. Okay. Uh, and on the All Elite Wrestling and whether that'll be covered on this pod or not, this is a pod for adults. Oh, jeez. So sorry about that, guys. Not covered here today. <laughs> okay. I love the fact that you are happy to backhandedly just alienate any of our listeners that may enjoy the wrestling side of things. We hey, can do that and, from and now and then. The other co-host here, the other the other guy on the mic is also a, so. All right. I'm on, yeah. A, am I alienating you? Yes. Okay. 100%. We're not talking about this <laughs> child's shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anything that comes out with figurines. Right. Come on, man. So where's what, like my, where's my Skeletor and my He-Man? We're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio, Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Um, sometimes a little preamble squeaks in before the beer, but I've been sitting here for a while. You've been doing your hair and whatever's been going on over there. Uh, so I'm anxious to get to the beer. What are you sipping on today, man? Um, I am drinking a English Best Bitter from Whitewater. Who says it's the best? Uh, the English. Okay. And, and, when you've con- and when you've <laughs> conquered half the world, yeah. you get to call it best. It's true, man. The rest of you can bugger off. Okay. Um, so, so that's- Whitewater. It's from Whitewater again. It's, and it's, they're- uh, They make some nice stuff. I, I've been doing a little, and I got a little, uh, I got a little something to go with that, but uh, this is what I'm doing today. An English Best Bitter from Whitewater comes in at 4.5, so sessionable for those of you out there who, you know, don't mind a little early Sunday drinking. <laughs> so- We'll get into that in a second, I think. Ah, so I've I've had a couple of pulls on this, and um, yeah, in terms of a of an English bitter, not as creamy as a lot of the bitters I, I I'm 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 familiar with, like mm-hmm. your Caffrey's, your Flowers, your John Smiths, maybe a good Tetley's. Oh, that's a nice uh, beer. I do love a Tetley's, um, but this has got that. It certainly has 
that clean, easy drinking, and it's got a nice, decidedly malty kind of right. flavor to it. Thick. Little, a little bready. Okay. Really in terms of, of the flavor to it, but, but lightly carbonated and, uh, like I said, sessionable. It's earlier than we typically record on Sunday as you roll in here now. Um, like I said, I was a little surprised. You didn't n- roll in here noticeably drunk, but you immediately made it clear, hey, hey, I've had one or two. What's the story on your uh, on your Sunday, man? <laughs> well, and, and again, I, behind the curtain, look here, people, uh, draw back the curtains. It's not, hey, Rob's hosed. No. It's, Rob's got a wee bladder and... There may need to be show breaks. Um, yeah, well, friends and relatives out in Armprior, right? So we like to take the dog out because the dog, they have dogs. The dog gets a good run. It's nice. Get out there on a Saturday morning. I took my coffee out with a little, little something, I, something. with a little Irish cream in it. Nicely done. I get out there and the, the lady of the house <laughs> says, oh, I, I got a great game for you. And I'm like, yeah, what do you got? And she's like, I have these beers that my husband has no interest in having. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> and she said, I want to, I want to give you a blind taste test and tell me if you can kind of like what we did on the show last week with the pineapple mango habanero. She's like, I want you to tell me what this beer is called. Cause right. all the names are very specific to what they are. So it was a whitewater seasonal taster pack. Okay. And so there was four pints in it. So she sort of split the pints. And again, this is at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 11 by the time we got into that. But she also had some Cabot Trail maple whiskey. So my- This is, uh, I'm interrupting. That's what we do. That's, I think when Dean Brown was in. Yeah. He had the Cabot Trail- uh, gin, gin, Stir, Sturgarten or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, but Cabot Trail for people who don't know, like a, there's a golf course out there, out on the East coast, I think in Nova Scotia. Yeah, a prestigious golf course. Yeah. And it's one of those ones, James Duthie, if you follow him on Instagram, he's every summer, he's out there like four times, um, with it, like his podcast will like blank out the voice of the people who are with them if they're from Sportsnet, right? Yes. But then there's like a picture post like, oh, look, it's David Amber. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you may have kind of half-assed this a little bit. Right. But I think um, that Cabot Trail th- is, is one that I think Dean Brown mentioned when he was in here this summer is well, his go-to gin. Right. And it, like I said, it was called, it started with an S, whether it was, yeah. anyways, right. he, he loved it. Yep. Yeah. And it comes in, that bottle comes in a lovely sort of... Um, Think of your old school pharmacy blue glass bottles. <laughs> um, really old school. Because well, um, you were leaning towards that, I think you said on the show about a possible Christmas gift for somebody was that gym. My, my mom. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a great idea. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> right now, right? Because uh, as I'm putting my mom, we, for my mom, we really just we really just do a bunch of stocking stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but there's books and there's booze and there's chocolate. I like to call it her little, uh, she can throw it upstairs and it's her little sort of... Um, in case of emergency, break glass, you know. <laughs> okay. um, but in this Whitewater taster pack, uh, so now I've already thrown down my Irish cream and mm-hmm. my my maple whiskey from Cabot Trail, which I didn't really like it. But what it, both the aroma and the taste was anybody who's had a uh, Canadian maple donut from okay. Jim Hortons, yeah. identical, both in, in, in mm. aroma and in taste. So not really loving it. Too, too maple for me. Too sweet. Yeah. So anyways. you're not really like, you're not a huge dessert guy, really. No, I, I'd rather go with um, an ice cream over any kind of cake or yeah. tarts or anything like that. Yeah, no. What I'm, about a, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, you have pies at all? Oh, I, lo- I do love a pumpkin pie. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and a pie over a cake any day. Hmm. Any day. Um. But yeah, and I won't break down the tasting notes on all these, <laughs> but there was some interesting shit in there. Um, the first one was called uh, Winter Mint. That, which, see, to me, that's interesting. Well, it was a, it was called Winter Mint Porter. Yeah, okay. And so yeah. it was a porter, but it tasted like somebody threw a couple of Tic Tacs into it. <laughs> like really, like that's... and, and Sort again, of a week kind of after... So it came in at about 6.2. Very minty. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from there to a 9% Scottish Wee Heavy, 
which was called uh, Highland Hike. There's something else you've been you've brought to the show before the wee heavy. The wee heavy, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a dark logger edging over towards a, par- a porter is what a wee heavy is. Right. Uh, usually high in alcohol. Like I said, this was nine. I moved over to a peanut butter banana shake. Okay, I had an IPA like that. Well, you had you also from Whitewater, I believe they did the peanut butter chocolate stout. Mm, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and they so uh, they I sent didn't... a few of those along actually for our uh... the, the, the the Ontario women. Yep. And so this was the the one I, I liked the least. Probably. <laughs> it was very peanut buttery, which yep. is what's what the peanut butter chocolate stout was. Yep. And that's a stylistic choice, not necessarily yep. an indication. They tell you up front, here's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was, it was very peanut buttery with a hint of banana. And I'm like, ah, but the fourth one was a, an espresso IPA. Which See, there's a lot of espresso stuff I'm willing to try. Brett Porters and Stouts yep. and Dark Ales and whatever. That's odd to me as an IPA. So that came in at 7.2. <laughs> yes. So again, I'm looking at this 6.5, a 9, a 7.2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, all interesting stuff. Most of it, I would not drink two of in a sitting. Right. So uh, that's not your style mainly. The espresso IPA really didn't come across with, mm-hmm. I didn't get any kind of coffee or espresso aroma from it, but, uh, it, it just tasted like a little hoppy right. IPA. So it wasn't bad. The wee heavy came as promised. It was wee and it was heavy. <laughs> Delivered the pot. Um, yep. And at 9%, all, all taken down before 11 AM. Yes. Good to go. Right. As I was leaving, she was calling for the Caesars. And it wasn't even noon. I gotta get that it wasn't even noon yet. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's funny because the last time I was out there, her husband and I like to, we like to throw down a couple beers and, yeah. and she's, and we were leaving again. It was early afternoon. She's like, well, he's had four beers already. Thanks for getting them all fired up. <laughs> and so I'm like. Talkinaudio.com if you're listening. He's fired up often. <laughs> well, and I, so I'm like, and now uh, you're all fired up. I'm calling right. out for the Caesar. And she's like, you're going the fucking wrong way. The fridge is that. <laughs> so, hey, good luck with that the rest of the day. Are you a, as, as we sort of move off that, but not really as we, are there special rules for special days, right? Like my dad and I both, uh, I grew up drinking his beer, right? And he would. Whether he knew it or not. Yep. Exactly. And he would attest to that happening. But at Christmas, I don't know, by like 9 30, 10 AM, you've been up for a while, right? You got nieces and nephews now, or for him, it's grandkids, it's whatever. And for a while he had the, uh, the, uh, the keg fridge that has since landed here in the TCA studio. Appreciate that. But by like 10 a.m., you're not hosed, but you're you're ready, right? Like it, it's time yeah. to do this. Uh, you know me. At, I'm not at all a morning person, right? right? I, I Not a coffee I, guy. No. And yet I love a good coffee beer, good uh, coffee stout, anything like that. I actually love the smell of coffee. When I wake up in the morning... Yeah. It never happens here because obviously I, I don't make coffee. I'm not, but I wake up at the family cottage and I smell coffee. I'm like, yes, okay. going to be a good day, right? Yeah. But no, I don't want it. Um, at this point, like you, you sort of roll into a Christmas or a Thanksgiving or a whatever, kind of good with the wave, right? I, I, as I say this, you're sitting here on just some random Sunday. Having <laughs> already had several before we started the show. Are there days where you just like, whatever, for the 11 or 12, you just well, see it's, it it's It's interesting because uh, in my home, mm-hmm. where I live right now, yeah. there is very differing views on, on alcohol the consumption. The morning booze. Okay. And so I am a staunch 11 a.m. guy. Okay. Yep. If it's, if it's after 11, mm-hmm. good to go. Right. It's, it's, it's beer o'clock. Right. Whereas the person I live with is a, is a real... It's got to be 12. A five. Okay. <laughs> no deal, man. Yeah. So that's been a, um, over the, over the past eight years or so, there's, there, it's been a, it's been a bit of a, and you know, my family, mm-hmm. you know, most of them, a yeah. couple of them very well. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Jeff and I one time drank 12 beers before 10 o'clock. So <laughs> we called the 12 by 10. Yeah. <laughs> Was that not a Canada Day or was that a something else? Oh, no, that's something else entirely. But uh, the Canada Day where we started by 12 and got thrown out of the place by 10. That's (laughs) that's, that's, that's an entire... (laughs) 
a totally different day. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, so the, it's it's been um it's been an interesting take on a bunch of things. Whereas I am I am a staunch, you know, um, I like a little Irish cream on my coffee. Right. Now I, I keep that for Sundays. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, Saturday yes. is a working day. Still, you know, you got to take care of things around the house. Sure. But uh, Christmas. Hey man, it's, 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 it's all go. You're opening presents with a big mug of coffee, heavily dosed with Irish cream. And again, I prefer the Carol Ann's to the Bailey's. It's, it's not as sweet. The Bailey's I find to be too sweet. Okay. And so, but I do love, I do love a creamy boozy coffee. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned in, uh, the, the Carol Ann's there versus the, the Bailey's and the too sweet. I, as you know, with a good stout every now and then I'm down with the the really sweet kind of over the top bullshit that, uh, um, that some of these breweries are, are doing. There was a while and it's sort of faded away as everybody's gotten older and you start doing your own thing. But there was a few years there where my sister, she would like, she'd be the only one, like her and I, neither of us drink coffee, but she would get up in the morning and make hot chocolate with Bailey's or yeah. whatever on Christmas. Yep. And I was down with that and I sort of enjoyed that tradition. Once she started having kids and having to do her own thing, like, oh, I'm not going to make hot chocolate just for myself. Hey, so whatever, hey. I'll just have a beer. And <laughs> Garçon. <laughs> exactly, get back here. Oh, so. Garçon is French for boy. Hey, boy. Yeah, yeah no, all right. Doesn't work that way. So is this looking, you know, we're sort of all over the map here, but I think that's okay. For your family, has there been any talk yet on what Christmas that is going to look like? Rob, she stopped drinking? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it behind your back. <laughs> I've been real yeah, in on concerned <laughs> hush tones. <laughs> yeah, no. Is there any sort of talk on how Christmas this year might be different than last year, and and how that's all going to look? Because it started to come up in our family a bit. Um, we have now we have a double vaccinated oh holdout. Yeah, who just got the second jab? So by Christmas, obviously, you know, if you count the two yeah. weeks out, all yeah. that stuff. There is the potential there for a Robinson Christmas that more closely resembles previous Robinson Christmases. Um, All the who's in Whoville. Hoorah, hoorah. (laughs) We're still singing. We're still uh, all these things. Who's got the roast beast? Yeah. It might still be him. Yeah. Uh, Has has that talk come up at all yet? What Christmas is going to look like? Yeah. That that usually means my mom is with us for two or three days. Right. She stays over, uh, and she's super easy. You stash her away. She, she brings her own bottle of spice rum and eggnog. God love her. Yeah. And, uh, you feed her whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, it literally does not matter. Roast beast yeah. or shoe leather with, um, no, and she's she, cooking. She doesn't complain. Just, yeah. uh, you know, a little coffee with a little Irish cream and a little, uh, little booze through the day. Good to go. Well, I've laid it out here a few times. What's happened on our end. Do you still have a holdout on your end? No. It's done. It's done. No and, way. And, yeah. And this is literally the first time hearing of this. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's and it's it's just recently done because He wants to take a cruise in February. In December. Okay. <laughs> okay. Going Whatever, to, man. Going to Mexico in yep. December and uh, Is it wrong that I don't even care? Like whatever the reason is that gets you to go do it, no matter how self involved or how whatever, just yeah. do it. Just do it. Yes. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. And that, and I think that's, once you reach the 85 to 90 and you had those holdouts yeah. and you said to those people, okay, you can't circulate. Yeah, we're moving on without you. You, got, you know, if you want to go to a restaurant or a bar mm-hmm. or whatever, you have to have this done, okay? You don't care. You're going to stay at home or you want to travel. Oh, boy. Yeah, guess yeah. what? <laughs> yep. Bam. Yep. And so- you start to close off these avenues for mm-hmm. people, but yes, I, I was as soon as you said that about your loan holdout. Yep. Yeah, our loan holdout done. Also done. Love it. This weekend, do you need a break? You good to go? I'm good to go, Mac. Good to go. <laughs> this weekend in 1984. Okay. Journey releases the song. Don't stop he, believing. Nope. Hugging. Loving, touching, squeezing. I want to know what love is. That's not journey. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? Uh, I want to, the Ario Speedwagon. 
or Foreigner, one of the two. Ario Speedwagon. It's not our. Okay. It is. That's the wrong song. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to know what love is. I want you to, sh- I don't know, show it, know it. I want to, yeah, anyways. All right. So as I pull this up, I am absolutely incorrect. But you are also <laughs> 100% incorrect. Not, not 100%. I, I came up with two bands and settled on the wrong one. Okay. So settled, yep. making no, no. you incorrect. Wrong at the end, but what did I say to you? I said, it's Foreigner. Oh, no, it's REO Speedwagon. It's Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Uh, is this a, I don't even know at this point, your fucking old age, like where this falls in. <laughs> is this a crab ass song at a high school dance? Yeah, is this- a, uh, yes. See, in 84, I, I want to grab ass. But, but no one's, there's no asses to cry. Right. This is exactly right. And so you're sort of in that age where you're like, what? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, this is, that's too, I'm only 11 or maybe turning 12. So you're right. I'm like ready to look for an ass to grab. Right. But it's not out there yet. Well, this is it. And so that, that is one of those songs, which I didn't like at the time because I have two older brothers who were dirts. Um, <laughs> And Maybe grabbing um, each other's asses or yeah, like who knows. And, and still not much in the way of an ass to grab there <laughs> either, right? Um, but yeah, no, I want to know what love is. It's to me, it's, it's, it's sometimes you hear those music, that, that music from that period where you go, I hated that at the time, mm-hmm. but it grows on you. And we were listening to a tune pre-show, right? Right. Where you're like, oh, I hated that in the nineties, but I don't mind it now. Uh, but yeah, no, that was well, so not. Which a, one was that now? That we, was Rockabye, whatever. Yes. Sean Mullins. Yeah. Son of somebody not named Mullins. That's right. Showbiz name. Yeah. It's true. Somebody who got their, got their shot at it only because they were the son of somebody. Right. Um, did you ever, speaking of the exact same thing, uh, I think we may have talked about this on the show before, the Wallflowers, son of somebody. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Um, they just put out a new album this year, the Wallflowers. Any chance you check that out? Uh, no. <laughs> no. But Would also you? so did Big Wreck. Big and, Wreck. And so to me, Big Wreck and the Wallflowers, they're like the same. Really? Well, they're not the same, but it, <laughs> but they came, they, to me, it's the same era, right? Like within the same year yes, or two, okay. right? They're, they're big coming. And so to me, I always think of, like, I'm always shouting at uh, my Google assistant saying, hey, play Heroes by Big Wreck. And they're like, so it's a cover of the, of the Bowie tune? Yeah. Well, and it's always like, yeah, it's always like, we don't know what you're talking about, jackass. We can give you heroes by the wallflowers. Today, the part of Google Assistant will be played by Matt. Yes, exactly. I'm ignoring you. Also played by Matt. (laughs) So what I remember, and this is probably, I, I know you were in and out on the video game scene. When it first came in, you played the same games everybody else did as a kid. You circled back when you had kids to whatever. But NHL 99 is, for me, in the heart of... I had, I had it on PC. Okay. So I had it on the original PlayStation. and Jim Hewson. Yep. At, I'm 16 years old. There's a great video to start it. Yep. Um, and Cujo's out of the net. Rene Corbet, former Avalanche, former Calgary Flame, is alone in front. There's a great save, Joseph. But all of this in the... Like overlaid onto the wallflowers. Yeah. We could be heroes, right? right. In, in NHL 99, kids, this is cutting edge stuff. And so that's where I first learned that cover. At the time, you could have easily said to me, that's a wallflower I, song. Yeah. Why wouldn't I buy that, right? I didn't know shit about David Bowie or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, to me, that's where I first learned that song, that We Could Be Heroes is... is uh, <laughs> Okay. The wallflowers. In a, in a segue to a segue or an, an avenue down a, a back alley that we never intended to go to, yeah. I came across an outstanding cover of, are you familiar with the tune, The Dead Heart by Midnight Oil? Mm-hmm. It was a version- Was this by Canadian band, uh, Dallas Green, come on. Al- Alexis on yes. Fire. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's so good. And to me, as not a big- Alex is on fire guy. 
Uh, at the time, and I remember you and I having that conversation. I'm like, I saw this guy with this shirt that said, Alex is on fire. You're no. Like, Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so educating Poor old Alex. people. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't know much about the band. Right. And so uh, later on, I've seen Dallas Green. Sure. And thinking, you know, I know Guy's Dallas. A chameleon. I know Dallas Green means I know Alexis on fire. And you're right. like, no. Dallas not even. Green. Yeah. City. And color. In color. <laughs> and so to me, it's, it's interesting when you listen to that, the contrast between the two, the two vocals, right? Which yeah. I think is really the key. The of key course. Yeah. But they do this awesome version of the dead heart. So, it's so good. So good. Yeah. So we sit here now on uh, the eve of another, uh, well, not the eve of, a few days past, the most recent Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Well, tonight is the night. Mm, oh yeah, okay. Sorry, because I'm thinking as a Leaf guy at yeah, the game, the Hockey Hall of Fame game, and this is one of those things I've bucked against. If we could just take a second here, sure, Matt. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, Toronto always gets roasted as being full of itself, right? Fair enough. Center of the hockey universe, love. Don't love it, man. Don't love it. Do not. Ca- there was complaints that I got sounds in my like, mentions. Sounds like first world problems coming up here. Yep. At Tall Can Audio on Twitter, I'm getting complaints that the Toronto crowd is not appreciative enough, not applauding loud enough for your team's greatest all-time player. Any Leaf Hall of Famers in there, Matt? Nope. Not a one. And, um, you know, when Dougie went in, when Matt's went in, and you and I have had the conversation. You and I actually disagree in opposite directions whether Matt Sundin is, is a Hall of Famer. I just, I'm done with the idea that the Hall of Fame game being played in Toronto every year loads up, lends to the notion, oh, look, Toronto, get it. I don't want to do this. I want you to drop the fucking puck. I don't care about your guy that scored 700. I don't. I really don't. I couldn't possibly care less about Doug Wilson. And he's holding up the face off. You're, you're keeping me up late tonight so that we, and then I get tweets saying, you don't care enough about Jerome McGinley. Jerome is one of the greatest wingers of all time. I love his story, but how he made his way onto that 2 Olympic team. Second best player in this Hall of Fame class. Mm. Provocative. St- yeah. Kim St. Pierre. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Who was also at those games. I, I, Jerome wasn't even invited to the camp. The summer before the O2 games, someone backed out. I don't remember who. Couldn't make it, was injured, whatever. They called Jerome up in Red Deer and said, hey, can you be here by the morning? He drives down at like 3 in the morning, throws his gear in. Look, that O one O two season, he ends up scoring 50 goals. So he was going to get invited, but that camp that yep. over the summer previous where he... Awesome. Love Jerome. I got no time as a Leaf fan for... You're not appreciating our third lot. That's a little overstated. But Kevin Lowe, to me. Not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Just a guy. The seventh best guy on those incredible yeah. Edmonton Oilers teams. A four or five on that team. Probably. Right. So, look, I got no time for that argument, right, in terms of what these look like. And, and, and oh, Toronto wants to be the... I don't want to be the center of the hockey universe. I want your guys to be celebrated in your building and we'll drop the puck at 707 yeah, like we're but supposed to. But the reality to. is, as, as... Just by chance, the building is five blocks away? Fuck yeah, off. I, I hate care. the Leafs. I know you do. And, and I... And, Sometimes I do. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you actually probably have... Maybe more. I, I hate them at times more than I do. Um, but the reality is, they have the largest fan base. Yeah. Saturday night... I'm looking for in the afternoon because <laughs> I watch most games. I, I PVR. I, I rarely watch a game live. Right. You know, skip those commercials. And, well, and I just, it allows me to do whatever. I, I don't got to, you know, if, if stuff is happening, I sure. can just pick it up when I'm ready. And usually about an hour in, I like to pick it up. Yeah. So, so I also don't text you during games because I know you're not going to fuck Well, there's a bunch of people and I just don't, I, I keep my phone sh- Throwing right. away like my so my, when I if I do text you mid game it's with the understanding you won't see this till the game's over yeah yeah I I, I don't my f- my phone is usually a floor away 
Because I know if I'm watching the game and I hear beep, 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 and I'm like, okay. Ha <laughs> ha, your team blew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it sucks again tonight. Um, and, and, you know, I don't like a lot of foreshadowing. So, yeah. um, um, but last night I was, uh, Saturday night, I'm looking to record the game. Hmm. When it's a Saturday night, the Leafs are playing Buffalo. Yeah. There was four. The, yeah. The, the, the Habs are playing Detroit. Detroit. And you're like. Okay, so Winnipeg, the, those are the two largest hockey yeah. fan bases. Winnipeg's in this, also on at seven, and they're better than us. So yeah. you're like, they get the, the 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 Jets and the Kings get another. So I'm like, where is the Senators game right? And the of course, show. it was one or it was three sixty, whatever yeah. it is, and I have it and it's fine. But I'm like, it hey, wasn't the, to a lot of fans. I where, no, for sure, and yeah. a lot of fans in this market, yeah, not eligible, right? And so sucks to be you. <laughs> get it going, right? But uh, yeah, it, it it comes down to, hey man, the reality is I understand. Not only are we underperforming, but we are way down the list right. in terms of eyeballs on games. So yeah, Toronto, we can rail against it, but the reality is you need to ensure in some way when you make the schedule up, it can't be a Toronto Buffalo game like. <laughs> When's the last Hall of Famer Buffalo's at? It was Hashik probably in the house. Brian Holzinger? No. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not. Pominville? <laughs> Add one more to the population. Yeah, exactly. The, the population of Pominville just went up by one. Right. But it was the Flames that we played in the Hall of Fame game on Friday. It oh, was Saturday. It was? it was hockey night. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, sorry. I thought. I, but I guess. still, your point's well founded that, you know, when you run four Canadian teams out there at seven, well, Winnipeg was at home. Why are you doing that? Why are you starting at six o'clock Winnipeg time Yeah, for, and like I said, as a Toronto guy, I just, you, we take a pile of shit for thinking we're the cat's ass and we are, but ultimately I don't care about your hall of famer, right? Like fine. You host the hall of fame game. What the fuck do I care? Yeah. We'll start at seven Oh seven over here and, and well, get out of here. And, or, or put it. You know, if it's Aginla, do the Calgary Toronto game in Calgary. You? Yes. Why wouldn't you? You but get the eyeballs of a Leaf game away. and you yeah. get blah, blah, blah. Right. And so to me, you have to have an understanding of it. Right. Well, so one of the things that, that I sent to you ahead of time was the idea that Marion Hosa this year becomes a Hall of Famer. And I don't really have a huge beef with him getting in there. I, I, you'll, I know you've spent more time on this than I have in terms of checking out the numbers and whether or not they clear, but three Stanley cups as part of that Chicago Blackhawks core. One of the things that's one of my favorite, I don't know if it's stories, but favorite anecdotes from Marion Hosts career is he gets traded in 08 from Atlanta to Pittsburgh going to give this guy a chance to win. He's going to be that winger that Crosby's looking for forever. He loses to Detroit. So going into the 08-09 season, he signs with Detroit going, okay, yeah, if you can't beat him, join him, right? And then <laughs> Detroit loses to Chicago. Pittsburgh. So in, it was, yes, in the final, you're right. Uh, 09-10, he decides, well, Chicago looks like the good up and coming team. I'll join over there. And he finds a home. He has one of those, you know, cap-breaking long 52 year contract. <laughs> yes, exactly. Still on the books in Arizona. Right. But uh, as a Senators guy, I wanted to talk to you about him as a Hall of Famer because he's to me seems like a guy who's been very good for a long time. 3 cups makes it hard to ignore any resume, but he was also the guy traded in that controversial Danny Heatley deal down to Atlanta. Uh, and it's not like Heatley did nothing as a senator, but left in a pretty rotten way. 190 goals in four seasons. That's yeah, not bad. Not eh? bad. Not bad. So why don't you take it from here, man? Where Where is the Marion Hosa legacy to you? Does he seem like a Hall of Famer? Uh, and, you know, as a Sens fan, what does that guy look like through your, you know, your viewpoint? So for me, for anybody who's listened to this pod for long enough, knows that I hated the pick <laughs> in, in 97, that draft, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Well, and before uh, we go too much further, I've often happily buried you for that, but we all do that at the draft, right? You have much, like you've since come back around and said, no, great player, right? Usable player. Uh, this t- isn't uh, top, a- top two senators for me. Wow. He's, he's, uh, uh, in my, no, 
of mine, like fan favorite for me. Okay. But he's definitely in the top three all-time senators. Give me that list. Just it's Alfie. Car- Carlson, Alfie, and Hosa okay. are, probably, wow. are yeah. probably the three at this point, yeah. right? Um, and Alfie's three on that list. Right in in terms at of Captain Blowhard at Captain Blowhard <laughs> in terms of in terms of talent yeah oh man it's 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 look it's, I don't like Alfie very very good I just think in this market it's an unpopular thing to say third best uh, okay well I, I, I'm a Senators fan have I, been I, since inception I'll defer to you so I just uh, in terms of talent yeah uh, Marion Hosa is a on raw talent. Carlson's probably won. Hey, and, and and here's where you're going. Like in that 97 draft, I wanted them to draft Daniel Cleary, right? He went after Serviceable. Matt Zoltek, also 67, came after that. <laughs> and probably the guy I wanted most in that first round, still on the board, Brendan Morrill. Yeah, okay. Again, more than serviceable. Turned out to be pretty good. But that's what we Canadians for like, sure. could For sure, for out. sure, man. Yeah. That's and, and I was like, you're going to draft another soft Euro? Named Marion? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And, and and again, bad haircut. Looked like a Shakespearean <laughs> actor of some variety <laughs> with, a, with a huge schnoz. Yes. <laughs> Not loving it at the time, right? Yeah. But ignorant. Totally, totally okay with well, that. we don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so all that guy's done is went out, they won a Memorial Cup with the Portland Winterhawks, mm-hmm. where he was the best player in the tournament. Right. Um, scored 525 goals. It's not bad. Like, I, I, I'm not sure what we use as a, as a marker, but guy's got 525 goals, three Stanley Cups, was widely regarded as one of the best two-way players, yes. although never won a Selkie. I'm surprised by that. Now he's a winger. It's a winger, yeah. It, it's I know that it goes against him. Yeah, but it's always Bergeron or O'Reilly, or, right? And, and yeah. on top of that, like let's just look further on that in terms of what that golden era of Slovak hockey, and we talk about mm-hmm. Swedes winning the '06 Olympics yep. and, and whatever. That Slovak team almost beat out Canada. One goal game, won a world championship. Yes. In and 2010, it, though, scared the shit out of you. That's a Pavel Dimitra team, right? Uh, that's Chara. a Paul Fee, yep. right? Like, th- that's a great Chara. Yes. <laughs> I, to me, Hosa's one of those guys, look, we've sort of had this conversation before that I almost miss the times when I understood hockey less, right? Like, yeah, now, you, now you sort of, oh, this line combination, this, and their plus minus here, or their core C4 against that, don't pair that. You watch the games differently. I didn't really, as a, at the time, watching those that 99 through 04 Sens-Leafs rivalry, I didn't really understand all the things Hosa was doing, right? Right. I, I think, Nor did... 98% of the people watching. Their GM. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, at the time, now you Their look GM back. GM now? You, you know, well, <laughs> any number of, yeah, you just look back and go, fuck, that guy was good. But I didn't know that at the time, right? Like he's just another senator that I don't want to succeed. As you look at that deal, which I believe had another part, was it maybe Greg DeVries? No. I, uh, it, it may have, but... I, I always think of it as a straight up, okay. one for one. So let's look at it that way. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm yep. sure you'll let me well, know. Well, and Greg DeVries is, is not going to make or break my... 98 DeVries, man. Yeah. That's, that's what that, well, that was one of the, uh, <laughs> the, Sens, the Sens names. Boy bands, yeah. yeah. Um, essentially, Hosa gets traded for Heatley. And it's not like Heatley played poorly here. Well, it it's just, just ended so badly. It's just the way so he left. Yes. yes, was awful. At the time... Why don't you kind of, if you can, what did you think of the trade at the time versus what you think of it now historically? Uh, I loved it at the time. Okay. Uh, to me, it was a $6 million where there was three years, three times six. It was rich and it was a, there was, it was a contentious. That was Heatley's deal. No, that was Hose's deal. Oh, okay. Because okay. it was, if you recall... I don't. And clearly you don't. Nope. It was a sign and trade unbeknownst to Hosa. Okay. No, no move clause or no trade. It was just, he, he wanted more money than Ottawa could really, or was willing to pay. Yeah. And this is pre-Melnick days. Right. And he uh, hadn't yet 
quite established himself. Right. As... Well, he went on to almost 300 points in his three seasons playing with Kovalchuk in. It's not bad in Atlanta, right? And Ferraro and, 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 and <laughs> yeah, and so, but he was a 40. He was already a 40 goal scorer right. in Ottawa by that point, mm-hmm. 80 point guy. And um, but yeah, to me it was it, it came across as it always does in in these contract talks, right? Where you're like. Oh, player's bitchy, you know, he wants more money, he's not willing to. So at the time, Heatley had the whole legal issue yes. and, and he'd had the thing with Dan Snyder right. and that whole and homicide. So, not homicide, that's Yeah, but it was vehicular uh, homicide. Yeah, it was no, what you're the charge right. was yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so he had some stuff going on. He wanted a change of scenery. Correct. And so I was happy for the trade at the time. It looked awesome. Again, because I didn't appreciate Osa. Well, and and again, as somebody who you know will you know without belaboring it, you wanted more, and Heatley was a a Canadian hockey player, mm-hmm. right? And so I was just as guilty as as most of the time of saying that's what I want. And all he did was show up, and like I said, fifty, yeah. fifty, yeah. forty, forty, right? Yeah, like even in hindsight, when we say how great Hosa was. It's not like Heatley was bad for right. the Senators ever. Right. And so those years were, where that Spezza Heatley Alfredson line yes. was, was as, as prolific a line mm-hmm. in the NHL. Yet Carried them got, to a cup final. Three guys with almost a hundred points. And you're like, that's, that's what you want. And so I think in this day and age, even more so now, right. And in, in the 2021 perspective, you look back and go, Hey, that's four years of great hockey. If we could take that. Bam! You sure you translated in, um, but yeah, judging the whole career, I want Hosa's career over Heatley's career for sure. Do you think I? I agree with you there. Um, but do you think are the Sens more or less successful at the time with the way that team is constructed with Hosa or Heatley? Because uh, look, as strictly as an outsider guy who wants to downplay anything positive. <laughs> to the Senators as I can. I, I don't know. To me, Heatley fit, right? Spets is a setup guy. Alfredson's a two-way guy. Yep. You need that lethal shooter. Yep. At the same time, Hosa is fantastic. Two-way, does yep. the things you want him to, all the things that we say we want those good Canadian boys to do. Here's Hosa. Yep. He's, his name's Marion. He's got well, the Well, Hosa was haircut. the more Canadian hockey player yes, at the end than, he, than he, he did was. turn out to be. At the same time, if they had kept Hosa instead of of making the Heatley trade, do you think the team is as good? No, no. And I think the way that team was was constructed when they won in five, won in five, won in five through the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and then got blitzed by a bigger, that more, Ducks team, more aggressive, yeah. physical Ducks team. I don't think Hosa is tipping the no, scales. I don't in that in that frame, so I think the Heatley, Alfreds and Spezza, the pizza line, if you will, <laughs> um, took that team as far as and, and was dominant. Yeah, through the Eastern Conference, and and against a very good Buffalo team. Yeah, who who people that was don't the Briere Drury years. They don't remember that that team was actually the regular season for mm-hmm. sure Eastern Conference champions yes. if not the President's Trophy winner right like that was a very good deep Buffalo team so Ottawa took them in five yep and so I don't think in hindsight when you look at Ottawa's high watermark in that era I don't think they're pushed over the top by Marion Hosa over Heatley no I, I think that's true I think sometimes I think when you and I compare careers Hosa versus Heatley you would take Hosa but in that instance, in that moment, for what the senators needed, I think Heatley was probably the right. And you are looking, as I said, more no, and that's post salary cap era. Yes, you are looking. Give me your four best. Give me your five best years. Wh- yes, where can yep. I fit you in? My prime right now. Right now. Yeah. And then we want to hit it, and then shit falls apart. Whatever, we'll deal with it because shit clearly fell apart. 08, 09 yes. for Ottawa. As Heatley's hitting his... Decline? Well, I was going to say prime earning years, because at the time, you're still sort of learning that you well, have Stacey to Stacey McAlpine thinks that Danny Heatley's prime earning years were probably after that as well. I don't know who that is. 
Stacy McAlpine was I, his agent. Okay. Yeah, who, well. who bilked him and Chris Phillips <laughs> out of a bunch of cash. Um, all right. Sorry, inside joke. Yeah. For those of you who know Stacy McAlpine. Look, to me, the only thing I was going to say was Hosa leaves Atlanta for Pittsburgh and it, it, he almost became the butt of a joke, right? For sure he did, yeah. He, I'm I'm now the guy. I'm Crosby's guy, which turned out to be like Pascal Dupuis and Chris Kunitz, right? Uh, they, Dupuis is forever going to be the Crosby guy. You made my family rich, right, for a long time. And we're going to talk, you know, down the road as, as these shows roll on, you know, is Zach Hyman, who you and I talked before, right? Oh, he's got 10 goals? Where, where is he at now? He's, yeah. Uh, he's, he's leading the league in goals with new teams or whatever, but Brendan, <laughs> well, but he's at nine, I think. That sounds right? like a major league baseball stat. Yeah, no, of course it does. But Brendan Gallagher or Zach Hyman that guy's or Connor Brown, Tuesday. right? Like these sorts of things that, that we look at as, you know, our guy, could they fit in? There's a chance Zach Hyman could be. This year's Chris Kunitz. I don't think either of us saw that a couple of months ago. We'll, well see. I, right? I think we both saw him doing quite well. Yeah, no. On McDavid's. That's right. But but, but Hosa was going to be that guy. You know, as we talk about Dupuis and Kunitz, Kunitz gets an Olympic Games out of just knowing how to play with Crosby. Yeah. Right. And that's so good for you, man. Right. Could Zach Hyman be that guy? We can get to that down the road. It looks to me like gets traded. To, to Pittsburgh at the trade deadline one year, and he's going to win his cup there. But no, he doesn't. He loses to Detroit. So he goes and signs with Detroit, and oh, it doesn't work here either. Uh, Detroit gets to the final, but has some trouble with an upstart Chicago team that is still kind of growing their taves. Feeling its way around. Yeah, right. Kane, uh, Keith, um, Seabrook. Seabrook, all those guys. So he goes and signs their long-term, big, deep-diving deal and gets his cups. I think, I think he signed there for the, he clearly saw Niemi as the guy. Obviously, man. We all did, right? We all knew <laughs> this is going to be a stellar all-star goaltender that will be around forever. Uh, maybe not so much. So he ends up there, gets his three cups. I don't think either one of us would agree he was a key player. I don't think he uh, was in, there. In, in, the, in the first one? I think he was, he was quite integral. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I'll, I'll sit here right now and go, I do not remember the I 2010. Had a, he, he had a 40 goal season. Yeah. That, you, you did the research here. Going into that first cup. And so. And he's sort of taken that leadership role, especially in that first one, right? Where yep. Taves and Keith and Kane aren't quite yet established to what they would become. And, right. and we can look back now and go, ah, Chicago's gross. All these. Fine. They are. Yep. But at the time, in terms of skill, this is what it took. And, and that HOSA deal puts them over the top. So as right. we wind down this conversation, because you... If you look at, just because just yeah. the difference between that first cup and the second one, and I, I think of Taves getting knocked out of the game with a suspected concussion, yeah. right? And he comes in and he wins that draw against Boston. We're talking in the second cup in the final. That's 2013, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he blows by Chara. Taves. Yeah, Taves blows yeah. by Chara, and you're like, that was the difference between the first cup and the second cup, right? Yeah. It was like, bam. The young guys are now here. Doing it. It's their team. Yeah. So to When me, you Hosa, look at this, is Hosa a, it's, it's just hard, man. As a winger who doesn't put up like the thousand points, whatever, I think I'm good with it, but I want to put it to you as a guy who saw his career take off and watched it to the end. You good with that as a, as a Hall of Fame guy? Well, he, he's over 1,100 points. He's 525 goals, 606 yep. Three assists. Three cups. And three cups. Yep. And and the, the impact he made, like I said, he's all you would want. Yes. Memorial Cup, Stanley Cup, yep. World Championship. The Triple uh, Crown. Impact at, at the Olympics. Probably got no for, shot at the Grand Slam. For a small hockey, hockey nation mm-hmm. who at this point can only look with absolute envy at, at those sorts of things. Yes. Uh, to me, Marion Host, slam dunk Hall of Famer. It's funny, eh? I, I agree with you, but it is funny when you look at some of the guys that we have taken issue with over the years or what his points, he's never been like a regular 50 goal, 120 point, whatever, but just getting it done over and over and over. And you end up on the right team that needs your skill set, 
but you still do your thing, right? Three cups now along with those stats, that but, makes it really easy right. to give it to a two-way guy. Right, but so what What are your indicators? 500 goals? Check. Yeah. Cup winner? Check. 100, po- 100 points? Check. Right. Like, uh, blah, 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 blah. Was he ever the best player? Well, this is it, right? This no. is where I make myself a hypocrite with the Mark Recchi argument and the whatever. He's never the best player on his team. Uh, at some point, you just get it done enough times that it's inarguable, right? To me, the Hall of Fame, as much well, as anything you else. And I, you and I came down on different sides of the Recchi yeah. argument. So I'm willing to have you turn your back on that argument. No, I'm not going to, though. Uh, <laughs> Mark Recchi is still not a Hall of Famer. As we sit here now, though, it, it at some point... Is there not just like a, and this is the problem that makes these arguments interesting. It's just a feeling, right? Like yeah, when yeah. you you hear that name and go, yeah, great, Guy Carbonell, fantastic. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> right, I'm I'm totally with you, man. Yeah, that, that is not a Hall of Famer. Well, and to me, that's what I hear when I hear Mark Recchi. Yeah, congratulations, man. You oh. played like 24 years. And, and Mark Recchi, that's making Mark Recchi lose hair. Uh, I'm sure he's having a hard time knowing that I don't think he's a Hall or, of Famer. Or that you're comparing him to Guy Carbonell. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Marion Hossa, if you'd asked me, even before like the 2015 Cup, it's just like, uh, he's, it, when I say just a guy, yeah. that's downplaying it, well, obviously. Because he's, he's a guy on his fifth team. And yeah. he, I equate that when you've moved teams a bunch of times. Like Mark Recchi. With Jerome Ginla. Ooh. To me, the end of that sullies your career when you're chasing from Calgary to Pittsburgh to Boston to Did LA to Colorado. To me, it sullies it a bit. Ray Bork? One team. Nope. Two teams. Went to Colorado and won his cup in 2001. And then where'd he go? Well, he was Boston Bruin. No, I, I know. Sorry. I meant- Two teams. I, I, yeah. Sorry, but I, I meant change teams once. Yes. Okay. Right. No, I, I agree. And again- uh, Iggy, great guy. Yeah. Right? Great player. Three-time Hart Trophy nominee, never mm-hmm. won one. Couple 50-goal years, a 40-goal uh, year. You know, year. Uh, Rocket. Yep. Richard, you know, so. Is that a Hall of Famer? No cups? Yep. I think so, too. But isn't that just gut? Yeah. But but because to me, if you are a three-time Hart Trophy Two-time nominee. Two-time Olympic champion. You you are. Uh, and he was on dominant, dominant Kamloop Blazer teams, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like three it times. Matters, it matters. It matters. Memorial well, Cup. Well, to me, it's it's and a World Junior Championship. Yep. Like to me, it's the pedigree from a young age. My teams keep winning. Everywhere I go. Yeah. Everywhere I go. At some and, point, maybe I'm the common denominator. And, and, and to me, when you talk about excellence, a big part of excellence is consistency. Yeah. And so that is consistency at a bunch of levels. And Why don't so, we? Sorry. I no, that to me is the mark of the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, we'll get out of here on that. Rob is on Twitter at Captain Blowhard. He doesn't say much, but every now and then he's got a gem or two he'll pearls. drop for you. Yeah. Pearls, as he likes to call it. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. I hope we will. I hope we will see you all <laughs> on the next episode of the show. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now. We will see you all next time. See?